Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, the podcast born from one friend saying to the other, you need to listen to this. The other saying, sure, I will. And then it never happening. Not ever happening Never. It, is a, it is an accountability it is a music accountability podcast and we're here to keep each other accountable 100 because if we didn't listen it's very clear <laughs> yeah. it's very clear if we're trying to bullshit our way that would be interesting if we could i wonder if we could pull that off i think we did with the sun record oh uh, we no, because we listened to it <laughs> Unfortunately. there was just nothing to listen to yeah. i am brand i'm here with my co-host scott yard here i'm scott good morning Good morning, sir. Or whenever you're listening, afternoon, evening, evening, good night, wee hours of the morning. Who knows? Yes. Who knows? Maybe you just got thought you just left the kegger, and Oof. you're you're throwing this on in the car on the way home. I hope you're not driving. You have a DD. Yeah, please don't drive. You have a DD, but you throw this on, and you and the wow, what what episode do you think could please both a DD and a hammered <laughs> kid left the kegger? Like, what episode could they throw on? We haven't done an Akon episode yet. It would so. have to be a draft, I think. I don't <laughs> I think, think so. an actual record would hold. <laughs> yeah, it'd have to be a draft. But we are here today to talk about a record by a band that Scott had never even heard of. Never which heard is, of. Is kind of unheard on the show. because normally yes, It's really wild. Normally we at least have some kind of, I heard the name of the band. Or I, yeah, I or I've seen something. them. Or yeah. heard one song on a comp. Or... Something like that, but not ever once have I even heard of this band. And I, I gave you nothing either. Nothing. I just, I, I said, you said nothing we're going to go wild this week. Yes, yes. So we're doing E Town Concrete's record, The Renaissance. Actually, it might just be Renaissance. Is it just it's, Renaissance? It is the. It is the. Okay, yeah. we're doing E Town Concrete's record, The Renaissance. Yes, sir. I have some notes here, Scott. Obviously, as you know, jump in yeah. when you feel necessary. Great, because I, I know nothing here. I will also say. Not a whole lot of information. I kind of figured because, (laughs) well, having never heard of the band name. Yeah. I kind of figured they, A, didn't release a whole lot of stuff. B, weren't that big at all, or even in my little realm of music. Yeah. And I I think on Amazon, they have like three albums out. Yeah. I think they have four total albums. Okay. 
Um, I'll get into that a little bit here, but before I, you know, the, 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 the tagline we always do, that's not the word, but the opening line is where the band's from. Do you have a guess? Oof. <laughs> I mean, um, I could give you a hint, but it might make it harder. I was going to say Philadelphia ish, like East coast ish, but I will E town is important. E town. Oh shit. I didn't even, th- yeah, I probably should have gone with something. With but see, e, if but I, I if I would, know. if I would say E town, it might make it harder. I, I can't think of Edmonton. Put it this way. You're you're <laughs> not you're not super far away. Okay. E-Town Concrete, or sometimes just E-Town, is an American hardcore punk band. Sure. From Elizabeth, New Jersey. Elizabeth, New Jersey. Yes. And I guess Philadelphia is close to New Jersey. I was close. Yeah, it's in that tri-state area. Wikipedia says hardcore punk band. And everywhere else says rap metal, new metal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hardcore. Well, I mean, you can hear yeah the pieces that whoever whoever typed it in was putting down. Yes, because uh, there is there is obvious elements of hardcore. There's elements of punk. There's elements of rap, and there's elements of metal. It's just all this huge mishmash of all of it. Yes. Yeah. E Town Concrete formed in 1995. Wow. Okay. That's earlier than I thought it would. Well, no, I, at first. Yeah. Then I heard in a song. Formed by members Anthony Martini on vocals, David Deluxe Mondragon. The also, Deluxe. if your last name is Mondragon, like M-O-N, Dragon, Mondragon. Why, why do you need Deluxe? You're just Dragon. You should bro. just be the Dragon. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all uh, you He's need. on guitar. Ken Pescatore, also on guitar. He left in 98, though. Okay. Henry W. Hess the fourth <laughs> on bass. He left in 97 and was replaced by Eric Denot and then Theodore Ted P. Logan. It's a, it's a Greek name, so I'm sorry ahead of time. Panagopoulos. Oh, okay. Uh, on drums. So really, there's only been like seven members total. Yeah, I was ever saying, not band. that very many. The band would release two demos, and a couple of splits and singles before releasing their debut album Time to Shine in 97 on the Resurrection AD label. Okay. And so I looked their up, first record came out in 97. Correct. They went on to release the Fuck the World EP, hey. the, their second album, The Second Coming, and the Jersey Devils EP in addition to reissues of the first two albums. So they oh, okay. reissued the first two albums because apparently they got screwed over by Resurrection AD. Oh, apparently like I, there was a there's a story about the, I think it was a vocalist or maybe it was a guitarist got a call from Japan saying they need like a thousand more units. And he said, this should not be coming to me like this should be going <laughs> right, to not... the record label. <laughs> yeah, I do not handle that kind of production. Yeah, <laughs> I I write and record songs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So after the two reissues, they then released their third album, The Renaissance. Okay. 2003 on Razor and Tie. Gotcha. I think I've heard of Razor and Tie before. Yeah, you definitely have. And if for no other reason, then they had one of those vinyl sales a while ago that I oh, sent you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I got, I got some stuff off it. I don't yeah, remember. I don't exactly think I got anything off of it, though. Music videos were produced for both Mandibles and Punch the Walls, which saw moderate airplay on MTV2's Headbangers Ball. Man, I loved that show. Helping them garner a wider audience than the diehards on the East Coast. Now, I say diehards on the East Coast because there is a story, and I don't know if it's this record, I don't know if it's a different record, but there's a story that the band reportedly sold 4,000 units in one record store in New Jersey. Damn, whoa. 
Yeah. So like Jersey was out heavy they for were, E-Town. Yeah, right. Like Jersey Holy showed cow. up. Jersey showed up for E-Town. Whew. And that's it was actually vintage vinyl in Fords, New Jersey. I think you want to take a road visit. trip to Jersey. Honestly, that's all the history I got that's of it. the band themselves. That's it. Sometimes there's bands that are like that. I wanted to find more information, but it's just like they just kind of it's happened. not there. If it's like, not it's there, just, you can't get it. Yeah, it just kind of they just it says like the band formed like that was right, the whole biography. It. Right. So the Renaissance re- was released April 15th, 2003. Okay. So let's get into some other albums released in April 03. Let's see where I was. I, I know there's a few in here for you and there's okay. other ones that I'm curious about. Gotcha. A- April 1st. We just listened to this together recently. Oh, White Stripes album Elephant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That one didn't hit me like I was hoping it would. And I think we'll find that this was actually a big time for this garage rock revival. Dude, that just didn't like that whole wave didn't do anything for me. It's weird that I think that's what turned me off of a lot of that shit. Like, I think that's what turned me off of a lot of softer rock back then, because it was just garage. It all sounded the same and it was kind of messy. That's the point of it. But yeah, it was yeah. still not what I was into. Like it was supposed to sound super lo-fi and yeah. thrown together. Yeah, just but it just didn't it never did anything for me. And it was like it was a really weird space for me to be in mm-hmm. because white stripes are like hometown heroes here. Yeah. And I was just like, meh, I don't I don't care. I don't get it. The drums are super basic, the guitar work is nothing, Jack White's vocals are kind of grating. It didn't do anything for me, See, but everybody white was stripes, going nuts. White stripes are one of the ones that slipped through for me. I don't, I don't dislike the white stripes. I somebody, I, I was watching. It was like a street interview. You know how somebody will they'll do their street interviews where they just go and ask people like questions. Yeah. One of them, they were just asking random people, "Who do you? What band do you think would be better with a with a with a better drummer?" And white somebody stripes. said the white stripes, and I said, "Wow, like yeah, like yeah. Meg White's drums, they're just so basic. It's yeah, it's, it's nothing." Yeah, that that's kind of what never did anything for me. I I did like their record White Blood Cells, I think was okay. one of the first one of the first I heard and I kind of liked it. But then after that everything sounded just like that same record and yeah. I was like what what are we doing here? Yeah, I downloaded their whole discography and oh, realized that's... realized very quickly I didn't yeah. need to do that. I could nope. have taken two records because Elephant has the hit. It has Seven Nation Army, obviously Seven Nation. the yeah, biggest yeah. hit, but it's still not my favorite record. I can't no. remember offhand what my favorite record of theirs is. It's the one with We're Gonna Be Friends on it. I love that track so much. Mm. Also on April 1st, we have Placebo's record, Sleeping With Ghosts. Hey, yeah, I don't think I know that record, but Placebo, uh, they have a song called, I think it's called Special K that I really, really loved. Yeah, I knew nothing about Placebo, but I feel like they're kind in that same genre of this time. Like they're not the, really. They're, they're. I mean, I'm not saying they're garage rock, but it's it's yeah. the same tone. Like, is the guitar tone the same? In my head, it is. I I can see where you'd say that. Like the more clean sounding guitar tone. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they have more of that, but they're more along the lines of like kind of more spacey, like more Radiohead ish. Okay. That Special K track was. It's good. It's really, really good. Also on April 1st, another one that I consider like that garage rock type bands, mm-hmm. maybe a little more alternative than that. Okay. Uh, the Kills. Have you listened to The Kills? I've never heard The Kills. No. The record, Keep On Your Mean Side. Okay. I listened to The Kills. I think I downloaded their discography at the same time I probably downloaded White Stripes. I don't know why I was <laughs> going through a garage rock phase. That was the time have, of the world. They have a couple tracks that I got into. I can't remember any offhand. Okay. 
April 5th. I don't remember if you know this guy. If not, this is just nothing more than a shout out for stick here. <laughs> April 5th, Kevin Devine put out Make I, the Clocks yeah. Move. I love Kevin Devine. Kevin Devine, there was a time where every single person I knew basically was just telling me how great Kevin Devine was. Yeah. And I think because everybody was doing it, I... You were not. I was like, we're good, man. I'm going to be over here listening to Winger. Like, we're fine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I saw Kevin Devine open for the Get Up Kids. Okay. uh, And that's when I first heard of him. Okay. And him and his band put on a phenomenal show. I went and bought CDs at the merch table straight away. I feel like there was a evolution or a growth from everybody that I knew was into brand new. And then they all mm-hmm. kind of like ventured, maybe matured into Kevin Devine. Sure. Yeah, I can see that, that. That's the that's the movement I see. Yeah. Yeah. April 7th, biggest record by these guys, bar none. I don't think anybody's going to argue this. Oh, okay. Go to sleep, Jeff, by the Wiggles. i wasn't there wasn't there for that one wasn't wasn't there for that one (laughs) oh three i would have been 13 so my sister would have been five so yeah i knew this record you were down for that one i knew this record definitely knew that record for sure april 8th black keys thick freakness oh yeah i listened to that one they were i don't know if i've ever listened to a black keys record really maybe maybe el camino Mm. That's the, later than that's I, the one with the van on it. Oh, maybe I did listen to El Camino. There's another one that I listened to that I can't remember that I really, really liked. But yeah, I kind of dug them. They were kind of along the lines of the garage rock yeah. stuff, but something I think they were more like blues based, and I think that's what I liked about them. Okay. More than, you know, white stripes or hot hot heat or the strokes or the vines or all the other million fucking bands that came out at the same time. They all start with the, yeah, (laughs) they all start with the (laughs) Uh, also on April 8th. And I know this is one that you were into because you brought it up on the show prior. Oh, rise against revolutions per minute. Yes. That was April 8th. That's that's my favorite one. That's my favorite record of theirs. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, I don't know if you brought it up on the show. I'm sure you have at some point, but I might've, but yeah, it's, it's my absolute favorite of theirs. Do they have enough records to do a draft? I'm going to say no. I'm gonna, like, In my head, I got six. I was I, just going to say, maybe like they're six. at six. But they have one before that, too. Because I've only ever listened to, like, three of their records, I think. Well, no, because it would have been four, I think, with the one we listened to for the list. Oh, they got nine, bro. So we, so they could be drafted. They could. That's a lot of Rise Against. I love it. I just worked myself into a corner on that you one. You definitely did. <laughs> Shit, we're doing this. Put it on the list. Yeah, nine studio route records, uh, two comp albums. Hopefully, I get that first pick. Well, no, because I, you, I, unless you do strategy, you're gonna take revolutions per minute first, even if you get first pick. Unless you're doing strategy, if I'm keeping true to myself, that's most likely gonna be it. Because there's like there's two that if I don't get, man, I'm fucking struggling. Although that's <laughs> that, that's me without me saying I haven't listened to all nine. I was gonna so. say, have you listened to all nine no, though? I like I said, I probably listened to three or four. They have a bit in the middle there that uh. I might have dropped off for a little. Was it the so. bit when I was there? Like, is it appeal to reason? Was it like hero wartime? Mm-hmm. Wild. Wild. Yeah, there's there those few in the middle. I just, I wasn't so gung-ho about them, but it would be cool to listen to them again. Also, April Wave, I feel like these. this is a band right up your alley. You at least know the band. Don't know if this okay. is a record you were into. Lagwagons, Blaze. Hell yeah. I love Lagwagon. 
but I I mean I know you like Lagwagon, but I didn't know if they yeah. were one of those bands that you were like, yeah, new Lagwagon record. Let's get in there. Uh not not super, not not always on the like edge of my seat for a new Lagwagon record, but <laughs> yes. every time I saw one, I was stoked that it was coming out. Blaze, I I get that one confused with Haas, the cover. But yeah, no, I I love Lagwagon. Also, April 8th, the band 30 odd foot of grunt. What? Put out other ways of speaking. Never heard of them. 30-odd foot of grunt, they were an Australian rock band. Okay. okay. They formed yeah. in 1992. Okay. With Russell Crowe on lead vocals. No. Yeah. Are yeah. you serious? 100% serious. 100% serious. <laughs> Holy shit. So they formed in 92. Yeah. And this record, 03, Scott. 11 years. They're, they're into still their putting career. out records. 11 years in their career. Russell Crowe, 30-odd foot of grunt. When did Gladiator come out? I mean, it has to be in the 03 area, right? If not I was, 2000. I was going to say, was it earlier than that? 2000. Three okay. years prior to this record. <laughs> I think that's the first I ever heard was of Russell Crowe was Gladiator. Yeah, I think everybody did. If if nothing else, that's who put him on the map. That, yeah, that's that's what put him over the top and into the public eye. Mm-hmm. But wow. 30 odd foot of grunt, Scott. I kind of want to check it out. Uh, be my guest. <laughs> I need to hear what he sounds like. Well, hold on. Singer. If we're if we're doing this, okay. They only have three studio albums, so oh, I was okay. gonna I was gonna say All let's right. draft thirty odd foot of grunt. Can't can't do it with just three labels. Gruntland, Scott. Oh my grunt, god. Gruntland. Oh my god. Coming out April eleventh. One of your favorite bands. Him put out Love Metal. Oh, oh my god. Is that the one we listen to? I don't think so. All the covers look the same, so it's a possibility. It's all that freaking symbol um no can't can't stand it can't stand it really upset that we uh, even had to listen to one record coming out april 14th a band that i see all the time i may have listened to a record at some point but don't know what one m83 put out dead cities red seas and lost ghosts i'm in the same boat with you i see their name everywhere yeah and then never never check them out i think i listened to a record three or four years ago it was on complex's like 100 greatest of the year Oh, okay. And I listened to it because it was like number 95 or something. Right. Because I, I was working it. my way up. And yeah. like most of the times, unless I'm listening to a list with somebody, apparently, <laughs> just dropped I, get, I get to like 80 and I'm like, I think we're good. Yeah. Never mind. You know, Let, and, let's, and that, let's totally miss all the good stuff that came exactly. out. I'm exactly. I'm going to the shit that just barely made it on the list. Because then I have opinions of those years about, wow, that was a <laughs> shit year of music. It's like, dog, you didn't listen to the top 70 <laughs> yeah, records. Yeah. You completely missed all the good shit. Coming out April 15th, Kelly Clarkson's Thankful. There she is. Your girl. Love her. Coming out April 18th, Gojira's The Link. That one's not my favorite. I'm trying to, that's early, that's early them. That's the red cover, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Where it looked like cave paintings or something mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's real early, like right after they changed their name. Man, I think that's the, like the second record they came out with after they changed their name. What was their name prior? I don't think I know that uh godzilla or something like that oh that makes sense yeah <laughs> that makes sense i, I think yeah. i, I could have guessed that one i guess april 21st death by stereos into the valley of death another band like i've heard their name seen their name and never bothered to listen scott there might not be a band that i wrote more on my folders in middle school than death by stereo because i could draw a little stereo yeah i could then write death by stereo it was just, i don't know there was something about it like death it's death but yeah death by stereo were they were they good? 
I may have listened to like four tracks. It would have been <laughs> it would have been during the the Kaza era, like oh. the, the downloading individual track era. Yeah, yeah. Which oh boy, hurt a lot of us. Hurt hurt yeah. a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. Got a one-two punch here on April 22nd. Okay. What it what may be considered one of the greatest doom metal records of all time, I think. Sleep's oh, no. Dope Smoker. And Sun's White One came oh, out no. the same day. No, I think I will eventually check out that dope smoker because anytime I hear doom metal, I hear sleeps dope smoker talked about. The name of the band is sleep. <laughs> like there's nothing yeah. there. I don't want it. <laughs> I've heard clips, and it is it is. Trust me, it's not sun. There, okay. there's something going on at least. <laughs> at least there's something. But it is, it is, it, it's not drone, but it's do- it's okay. doom. It's definitely doom. Okay, I can get down with some doom if there's drums and bass and singing. Also, April twenty second, Black Label Society put out the Blessed Hell Ride. Okay, I think, I think that was the follow up to nineteen nineteen Eternal, which we covered on the show. We did. Also, April twenty second, KRS One put out Crystals. There he is. I don't know. Is, is that one you got into, or I not that one in particular? Okay, but love me some KRS one. And then lastly, April 29th, I have here a band that was I I feel really huge at this time, and also I feel like slips into that garage rock area. The mm. Yeah Yeah Yeahs put out Fever to Tell. Is that the crazy looking cover? Like I that it's know. like a drawn cover that looks kind of like cave drawings, but like neon colors and stuff. Uh, Possibly. I remember they came out with one track that was slightly intriguing to me, but then just didn't do anything for me after that. But I can't remember the name of the track. I can't even remember how it goes. I think they were so big at a certain time that they were like downloadable content on Guitar Hero. And this oh, okay. was this was before that anybody and their brother could get on Guitar Hero. Right. This was right. like you had to like go through the gaming company and all that shit. Sure. So I remember I remember there being a YAS track. I don't even know what one it was though. Like I said, I remember one song, but then never listening to anything other than that yeah. ever from them. So let's move on to the Billboard chart, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's start off with the Hot 100 this week, I guess. Oh, okay. Hot 100, week of April 19th, 2003. At number five, When I'm Gone, Three Doors Down. Kind of a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. At, the, at, at that time, at 2003, I would listen to Three Doors Down and kind of get my southern rock on they had some hits man they, they had did some have bangers. some hits they really did that kryptonite song even though i hate superman man i love that song we we've talked about that song before that i have a major problem with it i know you do superman is not human so he doesn't have he's superhuman not. might because he's not human i'm not yep. gonna re- maybe i'll do a mini as mini soda by myself on that sometime. just talking or just ranting at number four on the billboard hot 100 we have picture by kid when- rock and cheryl crow but on the bill on the chart itself, it says Kid Rock featuring Cheryl Crow or Allison Moore. What? I think he did the song first with Allison Moore, and oh. then after Cheryl Crow heard it, like reached out. She wanted on in it. on it. I think so. Wow. Or, I did not. I did or not they know tried that. getting Cheryl Crow, and then she said no until she heard the song on the radio by somebody and else. Like, oh wait, wait. That's this that's, is a hit. This is a hit. hit. Yeah. I can make I can make some money off of this. It it was just weird to see it on the charts like that. Yeah, that like, is really weird. Like we're putting both of those songs in the same like the sales of both songs are in the same rung. It's real weird. Right. That is really weird. 
At number three, Get Busy by the one, the only, always perennial chart liver, Sean Paul. <laughs> I don't understand. He's always on the charts. Every oh. time. Every time. At number two, very quickly, Ignition by R. Kelly. Oof. At number one, Into Club, 50 Cent. 50 Cent. So realistically, if you look over those, that that five, there is a broad range of oh, yeah. music there. Yeah, buddy. I got two here that I just picked off randomly. At number 17, The Jump Off, Lil' Kim featuring Mr. Cheeks. Man, did that song do it for me. I slightly got into Lil' Kim. That was never enough to listen to a full project, but like whenever I heard her songs come on, I wasn't like turning it off. The jump off is when I became aware of that very particular Timbaland sound. Yeah. And realized I don't need a lot. <laughs> like I can I like a whole album by Timbaland. I don't know, man. It but, might be a much. But jump off did did what it needed for me. And then gotcha. I, I I pulled it out for you too, Scott, because I there know we go. right up your alley. At number 29. At number 29, John Mayer with your body <laughs> you is a wonderland. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I actually do enjoy some of John Mayer's stuff. I don't think that, I dislike John Mayer at all. That that song is a bit like it's just overplayed. Your body I want to run wonderland. through the halls of my high school. Dude, I want to scream at the top of my lungs. I used to love that track. <laughs> I did. Anytime you hear like actual musicians or people heavily into music mention yeah. John Mayer. They talk about how great of a guitarist he is. They do. I don't know enough or don't listen to enough John Mayer, or he doesn't put it in his he, music. Which feels I was going to say, I think he mostly showcases that in live performances. Okay. Where he's because, just soloing. Dude, he just, he does rip. Like he, okay. he has, he has some chops and I've seen, I don't know if it was a South by Southwest thing or played on regular TV, uh, a show of his, but man, he just, he's, he's in it too. Mm -hmm. Like 100% closing his eyes, like moving his face with how he's playing guitar. And yeah. yeah, it's, he's, he's really good. At least he used to be from what I, what I remember. I mean, you only get better, right? You only get better with age. Oof. Look at the Rolling Stones. No. Moving on to the Billboard 200, week yeah. of April 19th, 2003. At number five, Come Away With Me, Nora Jones. I remember her. I know the name. I don't know if I've ever heard a track by Nora Jones. God, I know I have. I just can't place it. But it was like that same time with like Michelle Branch yeah. and Vanessa Carlton. Natalie Imbruglia. Natalie Imbruglia. At number four, One Heart by Celine Dion. No, not at, not my not my go to at number three. And I'm wondering if this may have helped some of those tracks from the Hot 100. Now that's what I call music. Number oh, <laughs> that might have something to do with it. At number two, Get Richard Die Trying, 50 Cent. Man, huge yep. record. Needed to be there. But yeah, it's only it number huge. two. That's wild. Number one, Scott, the record. It, that, it's going to be George Strait or some no. shit like that. It's Meteora, Lincoln Park. Oh, yes. I think it came out in March of Okay. I think it yeah. came out a month before this. Beautiful. What a great record. And then I got a couple, I got a couple random ones here. At number seven, the very best of share. <laughs> There's your girl. At number 19, that audio slave self-titled record. Is that the one we listened to? I believe so. Okay. 
at number 29, AFI Sing the Sorrow. Yeah, we which just listened to that one, too. I think it was top 10, which seems wild. That does I think, seem wild. I think it was top 10 at some point, because I I, I I didn't write it down, but I remember right. seeing, like, peak position. I think it was top 10. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, no, that was a good one. Forgot how good it was. At number 89, Scott. 89. 72 weeks on the charts. The big one. Pink, misunderstood. There you go. Our girl. Now, amazing run. Crazy record. Yeah. Still not the longest on these charts. Oh, no. Okay. At 83 weeks. Oh. We have Toxicity, System of a Down. Dude. That... That's the longest record on the charts in April 03. That record is a killer. It's a big record. I love that record. Isn't that like number two on our list? Yes. Yeah, I think it is. I, I Which think is wild because 100 was one of was, those shit records. Yeah, it was like Mesmerizer, <laughs> Hypnotizer. It wasn't like a shit record. It's just not what I it wanted just wasn't, System of a Down. Yeah, no, it wasn't for me either. But so, to- Toxicity is amazing. I love that record. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. It's pretty it's wild how good that record is. Super, super good. Well, Scott, the yeah. Renaissance... By yeah. E-Town Concrete is 11 tracks. Sure is. One hour, two minutes, and yeah. 20 seconds. Little long. Little long. There is, would... there is a reason for it, though. Yep. About 14 um, minutes worth of a reason. Yep. About 14 <laughs> minutes worth of a reason. You're right there. So let's start off, Scott. I, sure. While doing research on this. Yeah. In my head, I've always known that they were, I don't want to say hit or miss with people, but okay. I knew they were a very specific sound. Sure. Yeah. I knew you were into new metal. Yep. So I said that, that there's a chance there. But yeah. on doing research this, when I was looking for other things to find because I couldn't find much bio, mm-hmm. I found some reviews. Oh, okay. And oh boy, are there some oh, people. I want to hear these. There are some people not into this at all. Somebody oh, said, okay. I'll find the exact wording because I read it. And I, and when I read it, the first thing I thought of was, oh, I hope this isn't what Scott thinks. Oh, no. <laughs> there wasn't even that switch in my head that thought that was a possibility until, oh, okay. I, until I read this review. Sure. It was by punknews.org, Scott. Oh, okay. So something that we would have checked out at the time if we were looking at reviews. Like, yeah. yeah. This would have been a go-to yes. website to see what other people thought. I'm going to read this whole thing. Okay. It's, it's like... Two, it's like two paragraphs, a little yeah. bit more. But I didn't think this was a possibility until okay. I read this. And then I got very worried about it. Oh, man. God damn, does this album suck hard. Oh, shit. <laughs> this band shoots so hard for Madball, but ends up missing and missing by a large margin and ends up hitting bad POD meets bad hate breed. Oh. Now, this compa- now, this comparison begs the obvious question. Is there ever any good POD or hate breed? Well, uh, no. And that makes my point about this album. Oh, fuck off. Basically, what you get here is 10 tracks of tough guy new metal that tries to throw in some hardcore riffs and some songs, but the lyrics are so cheesy that they are funny. I actually had to stop listening to this at work because I was just laughing so hard at these guys. <laughs> they remind me of the dirty kids and not in a fun, crust punky way that went to my high school that walk around in ICP and Limp Biscuit shirts and would call everyone they didn't like FAG and try to oh. pick fights with them, but usually wound up getting their ass kicked by a nerdy kid who happened to have a black belt. Don't wow. waste your time with this stuff. If you want a hard, if you want hardcore some rap, pick up Madball and skip this. The CD does link you to a secret site, but I have no idea what it is because they wanted my email so they could send me updates. And I thought, don't you dare! But to end this <laughs> on a, but to end this on a positive note, the new metal stuff is real popular here. So I'm going to get a, I'm going to get top dollar at a co-op later on. So no beast for me this weekend. I don't know what that means. No idea. And then the final line is the ETC crew is going to kick my ass for this. Oh, wow. 
But I mean, it felt like a guy trying to be an edge lord a little bit. It, it did a little bit. He went a little hard at it, but but that first that first paragraph, I thought I didn't think this was a a possibility. Like yeah. I didn't think that that was a thing that you could. Maybe that's me being naive, I guess. Maybe. And this it's, sound has just always existed for me because I've known this record for so long. Right. So when did you get into this record then? It had to be 04. Okay. So you got into it pretty much right away. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it had to be 04-ish. Yeah. I, yeah. And you were in your early teens at that time. Yes. And I fucking love this yeah, thing, man. Right. I fucking love it. There is even moments on this record that if you if I listen to the song by itself by a different band not on this record, I would probably mm-hmm. hate it. Oh yeah. But because it's in that it's it's surrounded by the waves of this record and things, it, it worked for me. Yeah. So let's get into your thoughts though, Scott. Okay. Off the bat, first track, mandibles. This intro started off the way I thought it would based off the cover art. Yes. But dude came in and just started ripping into it. It's really strange that he says curse words and the worst words were the first words coming out of my mouth. When up to this point, he has edited himself twice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mother effers and no one gave a uff about. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Could have just said motherfuckers and no one gave a fuck about. This may be one of the first rap parts verses that I ever knew word for word. Yeah. Yeah. I I could see that. I loved it so much. I loved it so much. Like, yeah, it's. It's rap, but it's not difficult to understand or recreate the mouth (laughs) movements for. Yes. Love it when he comes in at the chorus with a kind of more harsh vocal. It's great. I'm curious about what Dipsy Doodles are, though. They are a, like a, uh, Dipsy Doodles are like a chip. I know they're local here. Maybe they just didn't make it the whole way there. Yeah. I don't recall ever seeing them or hearing about them, but. They're made by Wise. Do you have Wise? No, what, so. yeah. See, Wise is it is like a chip brand, and no, they're actually corn chips. It looks like. Oh, okay. Wavy, so they're like wavy, wavy corn chips. They're wavy though. Oh, okay. So they're more like Sun Chips, I guess. Gotcha. Okay. I do know you can buy them with a food stamp and get seventy five cents back though. <laughs> yes. So, so that's that's uh, that's the hustle. All right. Next up, more, more than incredible. Who doesn't like a nice woo to kick off a song? Everybody. Woo! Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. I love it. There's like this little flute track in the background of the song. This band, it's amazing how if you listen to the background musically, there's so much they do in the back behind all of the hardcore riffs. And so are you saying that there is a weird tether between this and OK Computer? <laughs> just the layering is like that, that is that our, the through that's line? Our through line is track layering <laughs> but that that flute sound in the background was was incredible uh very glad the lyrics were not self-edited in this one i was slightly concerned after that first track but the chorus on this one is fantastic love the hand clap breakdown i feel like you knew exactly what you were doing bringing me this record see i thought i did until yeah. I was doing my notes, and I was oh, like, "Oh, you read that? Oh no! Yeah, oh no! I... Oh, and no. it's funny because listening to this, I never once thought of POD. Yeah, but after hearing you say that, that's what that guy said. I was like, "Oh shit!" But that's there because is some... I think I think POD was much more in the uh, in the zeitgeist in 03 yeah. oh, for than sure. They are currently, yeah. But man, 
pulling out that name really, really fucked me up for a second there. No, there's definitely shit in here, but for some reason, everything that they put together, it works so well for me. Yeah. Like I'm not saying, and maybe that's, maybe that's why I thought that it would work well for everybody because everything just clicks so well for me. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly the amount of that I want. That's exactly the amount of that I want. And then I mix it all together and I'm in, I'm right in home, man. I'm comfortable with this record. I am in this record. In that review, he did mention two bands that like I do hear a lot of. So mm-hmm. he he mentioned Madball and Hatebreed. But then he shit on Hatebreed. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Have you listened to Madball? Yeah, a couple records. Okay. But every time I listen to Madball, and this this will probably this is showing my age, I was just yeah. like, I'll just listen to Hatebreed. Right. Or or I'll go listen to like a Judge Seven Inch. Right. Or E Town Concrete. And I was already, maybe that's also what happened is I was already listening yeah. to E-Town Concrete. And if nothing else, I'm not saying E-Town Concrete. I, I will not say E-Town Concrete's a better band than Mad. No, Bell. but that's where you were first. And I think they have more dimension. Yeah. Like I just said, with that flute yes. instrumental in the back, Madball yes. never would have done anything like that. There's no flautist getting near Madball. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Moving on to track three, Metroid. Oh man, the switch up of the vocal style in this one is kind of wild and unexpected. Mm -hmm. Very foreshadowing of what our next draft episode is going to (laughs) be. This track is heavy as shit, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then coming off of that track, into track four, and when I was doing doing my re-listen, after I gave this to you, Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I think Scott's going to really get down with these softer tracks. So... So many nights is the next so, track. Spoiler alert: This is my favorite track on the record. It it hits too, man. Dude, it's, it's, it's an so emotional good. Emotional track. I sing like I've been singing this song all week. That's awesome. Like not even listening to it, yeah. it's been stuck in my head all week long. Yeah, and I'll just like I'll be singing it on the way to bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think whatever type of music that these guys wanted to play, they would were just be good. Yeah. Because I think they're all just great musicians, I think is what it comes down to. It's really crazy. Like these these musical transitions and switch-ups, they just didn't give a shit. They were like, this is the song we want to do. Yeah, we're putting so that we're song gonna, next. We're going to throw an acoustic song on right after this fucking Hatebreed track. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we're going to do, and we're going to love it. Now we cut to an acoustic guitar. What is going on here? Where the fuck did this amazing voice on this chorus come from? It's the same guy. It gave me chills. Yeah, it's the same guy. He's He does all yeah. the vocals. The first time I heard it, you gave it to me on Saturday. Yes. I went out that day running, listening to this. Oh, this would be, a, it, listen, I think three tracks in, you're like, oh, yeah. And then that hits while you're running. And it's a different, it's a different. I was track. like, what? <laughs> like, did, did something else download? This? Yeah, I was like, this is crazy. But yeah, it gave me chills. It reminded me a lot of Howard from Kill Switch. Yes. I that, think that has to do with. I don't use this phrase a lot or this mm. this word when describing it, but the song kind of soars, like the vocal yeah. soars. His... And Howard is very well known for soaring vocals. For sure. Yeah. And he, I forget the name of the guy who, the vocalist. On, Anthony and, Martini. Yeah. He just, he has it. And then the introspective story of this song is just like raw and open. Yeah. And just, yeah, it's. This is a phenomenal it's an emotional track. It's, it it's an emotional track. Man. It really, really is. Yeah. Especially when you're coming off. And maybe that's another, maybe that's another reason why I like T-Town because I was 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And your emotions are like that. 
Yeah. You go from angry to introspective to sad for in, sure in the, in the blink of an eye. Yeah. So maybe that's exactly what I need. Maybe I this, still maybe this album's written. Yeah, you're true. <laughs> sure. But maybe this album's written for the that that kind of uh, it could it, be emotionally stunted teenagers. And then who's to say like that that reviewer whoever that dude was maybe he's early twenties. Maybe he, was he just 60. doesn't. I was gonna say he just doesn't feel it like that listening to it for the first time. Yeah, you know, like he's not at that place in his life. Well, I feel gonna... like it also might have been a time where you're either this was a time where you're either on the new metal wave or you're or you're off it completely. The new metal wave. Yeah. yeah, like there there was no ah, I like this theory. It was either right. you're fucking new metal, so it's ruining music. Well, let me tell you, bitch, Lincoln Park was at number one. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, <laughs> they were. Moving on to track five. I know you don't want to, Scott, but moving on to track yeah, five. Yeah, right. Let's go. In my head, I'm running, <laughs> and Anthony goes, "I'm feeling good right now, man." <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fuck, I feel good too right now, man. Yes. We start off with this heavy, crunchy guitar. Right before he kicks into the lyrics, we get this flamenco guitar sounding thing <laughs> going on. And it just switches up the feel. It was it was wild, dude. I love this band. Oh, I love that. Just man, based off these band. five tracks. I okay. love this you, band. You, you saved a lot of me worrying that oh, again when i gave this there was not yeah. a doubt in my mind that you would love this no i yeah but then after reading that i was like oh no maybe maybe the rap maybe he'll think the rap parts are corny no or, bro. Or maybe maybe he'll think it's but no i no I, i'm so i glad fucking love it there's there's this musical part buried deep in the background of the chorus that reminds me of the, a similar song from uh that gorillas track clint eastwood okay that, yeah like yeah yeah it's amazing like they like i said earlier they have these little layering things that they do musically that is just like it adds so much to the track plus the the hip-hop and the hardcore and then you get these flamenco guitars and acoustic tracks and you get these introspective lyrics and yeah dude i'm 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 all in which that the whole production of it is even crazier because I can't find who produced this thing for a million dollars. Yeah. I'm just gonna assume they self-produced it, I guess. They could have. I'm gonna assume because there's no there's no information anywhere right. on who did it. They apparently Anthony Martini talks about his Latino roots on Let's Go a lot. That makes sense with the flamenco guitar kind of sound feel yes. to the song. Yeah, yeah, okay. There's actually a decent review of this on All Music if you go check okay. that out. It's it's not that other guys. I mean, I <laughs> guess I guess I should have read both, but No, it's all right. It's it's not bad. They're getting a they're getting a, a good review from us right now. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's fair. So moving on to the next track, which is Baptism. Yeah, back to the super hardcore vocals. Man, these dudes are wild. I swear if I knew about these guys before, I'd be bringing you this record. <laughs> like It's just so damn good. I'm in awe. I don't even have the words to express how much this record amazes me. I also want to temper that a little bit because this record to me is their ultimate realization. Okay. The other records, you'll find bits of that. I haven't gone to listen to any more from them. I, I figured so. But I was going to wait. But what, yeah, what you're saying by waiting, you're going to listen either way. But I want to say maybe don't expect the completeness of sure. this record. Yeah. Because there are definite tracks on other records. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's fucking it right there. But yeah. as a whole, none of their other records really hit me quite the quite way. Quite as fully as this did. one does. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to Appetite for Distinction. 
Man, just when I thought I had these dudes figured out, they break out the super fuzzed out heavy bass with the <laughs> clean, gentle piano. And it's amazing. This dude's vocal abilities are amazing. God, I love this so much. Like we're just gonna I'm just gonna keep repeating Good. basically the I'll same thing it. almost. I will take that. I love this. This is like the opposite of some other episodes that we've done. <laughs> right. <laughs> Moving on to track eight, battle lines. This may be a hot take, but this is probably my least favorite track on the record. You know, there's some features on here. I was going to take a guess. There's it's... two. I think you'll get one of them. One sounds like Jamie Josta. One is Jamie Josta. Okay, there we go. The other is former El Nino vocalist Chris, Christian Mikado. I don't know El Nino. Okay. But yeah, but, Jamie Josta. Pumped yeah, up. I was. I wondered as I was going, I was like, there's no way the same dude sounds exactly like Howard and Jamie Josta. Like, it just can't happen. Yeah, yeah. Me saying it's not my favorite track on the record isn't saying it's bad. Yeah. It's just, this one is more a fully structured, hardcore song. And I think that is because when you get a chance to bring Jamie Josta in, you no matter- You fucking do, no no matter, you hate breed. And no matter what the song sounds like or where it fits, it's going on the record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When you get Jamie Jost on the phone, you hate breed as much as you can hate breed. Yes. And then you throw it on the record no matter what it sounds like. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to track nine, doormats. I'm having a hard time placing the instrument in the background during the intro, but I love it. It sounds like one of those keyboards that you blow into. Okay. There is a name for those. I don't know what it is. I, I couldn't remember the name of it either. <laughs> But it's it's wild. I love the Scarface shout out at the beginning too. More Howard vibes on the chorus. This little cool down at the end is fantastic. Melodica. Melodica. Yes. It sounded like a melodica in the intro. Yes. A keyboard harmonica. Yeah, melodica. 100%. It also says it's a pianica. A pianica. In a pianica, air blows across thin metal reeds to make each note. <laughs> Yamaha first introduced the Pionica way back in 1973. Wow. It's the company's version of what is known more broadly as a Melodica. Okay, so Yamaha okay. just introduced the Pionica, but Melodica's existed, I guess, beforehand. Gotcha. All right, well, well there's our Melodica lesson for the <laughs> there's day. There's your history lesson, folks. There's your history lesson. <laughs> Moving on to Punch the Walls. I feel like this record is a harder, earlier, and maybe even better glow on from wow. turnstile is that why i like glow on so much it might be it's all these crazy yeah different instrumental styles mixed into this hardcore i just got asmr like i don't know if it's possible to get <laughs> asmr from like a, a realization but yeah. like my brain is tingling because that makes so much sense it does it makes so much sense why i would love glow on yeah and and I, I, I've i listened to this record before I even brought it to you again. So, like, I've listened to Glow On, this record, Glow On again, and it never connected. But you just made that connection in my head. Some synapses fired. My brain's <laughs> tangling. This is amazing to me. Yeah. Wow. I When I was running, I heard it, and I was like, the switch-ups and what they did with the hardcore genre on this record remind me of... The what Turnstile did just a few years ago, yeah, with Glow On, they they switched up every song, they did different things every song, they brought different genres in and gave it the hardcore twist, and yeah, like th this record reminds me of Glow On so much, like not not, don't let me 
I'm not trying yeah. to compare them. I'm Understood. not. Yeah. I'm just saying the just the level musically that they were both at just did something so crazy and unexpected for this genre that it reminded me of it. It's also making me think that much like how that hardcore title kind of, even though Turnstile, that glow on record was huge. Yeah. But because they were called a hardcore band, that definitely kept them down a little bit. For sure. Yeah. I guarantee you, if not the whole band, this record being called New Metal was mm. a detriment. Oh, to this record. completely. 100%. Yeah. Because when you hear New Metal, you most likely think Corn, Slipknot, Mudvayne, yes. those dudes. Yeah? yeah. This is so far beyond any of those records that those bands put out musically. I would put some of this new and some of the new metal stuff in here is amazing, but I yeah. would put some of the new metal stuff in this on par with that early Deftones new metal. For sure. Like, cause it, they, they are doing it, but they're also not doing it paint by number. Like some of those other acts that you mentioned. Right. Did. Yep. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. So then after my mind's blown, moving on to <laughs> the closing track, the 14 minute long in yeah, the heart buddy. of wolves. When I looked at the time, mm. because I was done, I was done with my run. I got to looking in the heart of the wolves, and I was like, 14 minutes. Oh no, there's there's no fucking way. <laughs> this has to be a mistake. Yeah, um, I love the cool down intro, the really long drawn out intro of this. Um, it, it actually kind of made me think that it might be 14 minutes, but man, this band just rips. I don't even know how to say how good this record is. The drums at the burn the fuck down part stand out and blow me away. And then back to a little cool down before the chorus is just amazing. And then we get like 10 minutes of silence into studio outtakes. Yeah. And who doesn't love studio outtakes? I know you do. I fucking love it. <laughs> this record blew me away. Blew me away, bro. So you already gave us your number one, which is so many nights. So what's your yeah. two and three? Let's go is my number two. That okay. that one two punch of track four and five with so many nights and let's go, just awesome. Yeah. Uh and then punch the walls is my number okay. three. But dude, I could go on. I could I could give you a top seven probably. I can sing back heart in the heart of the wolves, like that chorus. I oh, love yeah. it. I love baptism. Baptism is my number three, probably. Yeah, it's so good. So many nights is my two. Yeah. And then I, I have to give it to it because it, it was probably my first ever E-Town song I heard, Mandibles. Mandibles, yeah. Mandibles is such a definitive to me. Like, if, if you want to explain E-Town Concrete to somebody, for me, yeah. I, and I know they're more than this. Yeah. But you put on Mandibles, you'll kind of get it. You'll kind of get it. Yeah, it's... It's a little it's a little less complex. Yeah. But you'll understand the vibe for the most part. For sure. Yeah, you'll... You would have a difficult time explaining E-Town e Concrete to anybody without just I'm... being like, take this whole record. <laughs> take the whole thing. You have to sit with the whole thing and listen to it. Which is why I'm glad I didn't give you anything. I'm glad I didn't even say oh, all their new metal, all their rap yeah, metal. No, like, I'm, I'm glad, glad I just said, listen to this record. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you did that too. Man, I I, I don't think you understand how happy I am. That not only do you like this record, but yeah. that I got I got to share E Town Concrete and spread the E Town Concrete lore to somebody because dude, goddamn, is this fucking out? It's so good. Good. it's so good. It's so so good. And now I want to go listen to this and then glow on back to back and see what that I think would I be do like. too now. And my brain's tingling thinking about it. Yeah. So Scott, yeah. 
I'll do the wrap up after asking the question. So sure. Question, Scott. Yeah, yeah. E Town Concrete's the Renaissance. Yes, sir. Throne, own, phone, or grown. I looked it up on Discogs. Yeah. There's no vinyl pressing. Yeah. I hope it comes at some point. The only CDs you can find are in like Finland. <laughs> yes. And the shipping is like $16. Yeah. But I'm going to throne the fuck out of this thing. Wow. Yes. For I don't know what. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what I'm throwing it for. I'll throne it as like the record I listened to the first time I ran a 5K. Okay. Because I rocked this thing yesterday on my run, on my race. Oh, that's awesome. That definitely would, helped your time, Scott. Dude, it, it, I killed it. I killed it. <laughs> the only downside of that is you're done no, before the record's yeah, over. <laughs> now what am I going to do? Yeah. I was waiting on the next five tracks. Yeah. You're like, hey, uh, family, no. I don't yeah, need no, I gotta, I got to I got to do another round. I, I got to run this back. I got to yeah. <laughs> run this back. <laughs> but no, dude, I, I absolutely, I absolutely love this record. It's it's so good. I I really am going to buy I'm the so CD. Excited. I want to I want a physical copy. This is one that there's those weird websites that are probably not trustable. Trustable is not a word. Trustworthy. Trustworthy. Yeah. That I wanted because you can like upload music files and then send. Oh, and then get I, a vinyl pressing. I kind of really like this is one that I feel like I really need, especially. Yeah. I probably haven't revisited this for a year at this point. Like I okay. revisit it probably like every year or so. I, I jump back into it. I think it'd be yeah. dumb concrete randomly. But when I did my relist and I was like, wow, this record is unreal. To it's me. so good. And and, and and I'm glad that my worries were unfounded because yeah, no, I don't know what I would have done if you'd have came in here and had just been like, this is corny. This is no, bad. Dude. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I still urge you to listen to their other stuff. Yeah, I will. But like I said, I, will, just I just to... didn't want to before we did the before we did the episode. Oh yeah, I would never do that. Um, because I, I didn't want to like you saying the other the other records weren't quite as top of the top of the hill as this one is. Yeah, I didn't want to like sully that opinion. Mm-hmm. But this thing is, it's phenomenal. It's it's so good. So let me do a quick wrap up here, and yeah. it, there's some interesting stuff here. The band broke up in 06. Oh bummer! Playing their last show on May 20th of that year. Okay. In October 12th, 2008, the band's MySpace page indicated that the return was coming. Oh. Two reunion shows at Starland Ballroom in New Jersey were announced on October 13th, 2008 and scheduled for February. They played they played Starland Ballroom again on February 13th with The Acacia Strain. Whoa, what? Ill, Ill Bill and Rain Supreme and Razorblade Hand Grenades. Oh man. They returned for a fourth time to play the Starland Ballroom with Hatebreed. On oh, January wow. 2011, the band reunited at Starland Ballroom on February 2012 with Madball and Biohazard. There you go. A new self-release EP, Four Tracks, was sold at the show. Okay. The following year, they played with 40 Blow Summer, Bane, Nora, Bane. and Judge the Fallen. Wow. According to an interview given by Anthony Martini to radio station WSOU on February 2015, the band is now in retirement and is not actively working on any new material or touring. However, as a tradition, the band plays a show in New Jersey once a year and will occasionally play festivals, quote unquote, for fun. That's cool. The band has played a number of different festivals all across America, such as This Is Hardcore in Philly, the FYA Fest in Tampa. Uh, At their Starland Ballroom show in October 2022... Oh, wow. The band confirmed that a new song had not yet been released, but they played it called Level Up. They played it at that show. Okay. And they said this will most likely be the band's only release in 20 years. Oh, man. 
one song. Just that one it, song. I will give take it, it. Give it to me. And then they did put the record they put out after the Renaissance was in 04 is called Made for War. Okay. But they have, I mean, 95, Just Move It, a.k.a. the Red Demo. 96, Prepare for Combat, a.k.a. the Green Demo. New Jersey Brotherhood, it's a split with second to none. EPs left and right. Like, they they were doing, they like, some stuff, yeah. They were putting music out like a rap group. <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, I mean, I'm so glad you like this. I'm so yeah, excited you like it's this. It's so good. This wasn't the only thing you listened to this, caught, or maybe it was, but I think you probably still have. <laughs> I I listened to a lot of this record. I think you still probably have a record of the week, though, Scott. So what is I your do. My record of this week is Children of Bodom's Follow the Reaper. Okay. Uh, I only picked this record because it was the one on the list, but I listened to their entire discography and loved it. Blood Drunk was the one that I remember being amazing. Okay. Am I wrong? It's good. I, I can't tell you one from the other because I went back to back to back to back to back to back at work and I was just all in. Like, I, it, it was good. They're really good. He shredded, um, man. He was a he was a guitarist, man. He really was. He really was. And I loved every minute of it. My record of the week is Margarita Witch Cult, self-titled record. Margarita Witch Cult. Margarita Witch Cult. I okay. listen to it off nothing but band name and album cover, which I know you're <laughs> right. not supposed to do. No, that's 100% what you're supposed to do. I guess so. That's like going to Harmony House and picking out a CD yeah, when I was is. young. Yeah, yeah it fuck is. it. And, and it, it honestly, you do it? It honestly blew me away. I didn't expect. I don't. I don't know what I was expecting. It says, "Born from the murky industrial depths of Birmingham, England." Oh, okay. Like they don't even have. It says genre: French indie and rock. Oh yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what it did, but it was kind of it was kind of doomy. It was kind of spacey. It okay. was it was kind of psychedelic at times. Oh, it 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 got me though, like there to the go. point where I searched for the vinyl immediately after I finished it and couldn't even find the band online. Basically. <laughs> oh no, I did find the vinyl, but they're all imports, obviously. Yeah, and yep. I can't pay thirty five dollars for a record before shipping from it from yeah that's from Germany or wherever the fuck I'm getting it. It was in it. It was okay. a different mindset. Maybe I listen to it tomorrow and I hate it. That's right. always a possibility. <laughs> right. But at the time when I listened to it, and it's it's a it's a recent release, a couple months I think. Oh, but okay. I I enjoyed the hell out of it, and maybe mentioning it will make me remember it when I edit this episode, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll I'll revisit. I don't know. Yeah. So other than that, Scott, we got all that out of the way. What yeah. are we listening to next week? I want to double check. Have you heard of the band Hazen Street? Never in my life. 100% great. You're listening to their self-titled record. Hazen Street. Hazen Street. H-A-Z-E-N. Yep, Hazen Street. One word, two words. Two words. Do you just have to promise not to compare it to anything? Um, I can't make any promises for the show, but I can make promises while listening. That That's what I mean. No, no, okay. no, no. When you're listening, try your best not to compare it to anything. Just enjoy it for the record it is. Okay. Follow us on Twitter at AOLPod. Follow us on Instagram at the same handle, AOLPod. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmo.com. Thank you for listening. Yes. Scott, thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you, I'm brother. Thank so you for the record. Glad. I'm so glad you like this. I'm so uh, excited. I love it. For This is going to be like on constant rotation when I run. Like, it's just so good. It just gets me going. The other, the other problems will probably still get you going. Like, if that's yeah. all you wanted out of it, it's yeah. still going to get you going. But I think... Well, no, there's just, there's so much more to this one, too. Like, yeah. 
last week when you gave it to me. You're like, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. Yeah. I wish I could see your first reaction when you <laughs> listen to it. And let me tell you, I started off my run, hit play. I was smiling the awesome. entire the entire run. That's how I get when I listen to it now. Yeah. Like, I'll just start it and be like, mandibles are coming out. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was looking like a freaking maniac. I'm so glad. I'm Blown so, so, out. Couldn't breathe. Gigantic smile on my face. So in our Venn diagram, yeah, this is one where our, our circles overlap. Yeah. And I like that. I'm a fan yeah. of that. Yep. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for listening. Are you listening? Are you listening? I want to run through the halls of my high school. I want to scream at the top of my lungs. But let me tell you, bitch, Lincoln Park was at number one. Bitch, 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 Lincoln Park, bitch, Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park was at number one. Lincoln Park was at number one. Lincoln Park was at number one. Bitch, bitch, Lincoln Park was at number one. Bitch.